For this is what it is to know the wonder, bliss, and certainty of knowing Him. You grow in Him, like Him, by Him, so that He can show Himself in you. And as this happens, you will know you know Him, as will others too. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. This is Volume 18, Number 6, Spiritual Theology. I'm your host, T.M. Moore. The Apostle Paul declared it his life's ambition and goal to know Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said that eternal life consists in knowing God the Father and Jesus, whom the Father has sent for our salvation. But what does it mean to know Jesus? Is it merely to know about him, to declare that we believe in him and hope to go to heaven when we die, or is there more? The biblical idea of knowing tends to be much more intimate and all-embracing than simple head knowledge might suggest. We need to be clear about this matter, lest we discover to our great chagrin that what we thought we knew, we didn't actually know at all. Not like Paul did, at any rate. Here's part one of a two-part series entitled, To Know Him. Who is this Jesus whom we'll all confess one day? and who believers pray will bless their supplications, who takes center place of all devotion, from whose unseen face, it is reported, glory radiates. The name is precious, and it resonates with something in our soul, some truth, some hope, some need or longing that we vainly grope for, but that quickens every time that name is mentioned. Yes, we know him, so we claim at least, but in what manner, by what means, with what effects? The word know intervenes between us. We, in our relentless quest to live, discover meaning and be blessed, get on, get by, get with it here and now, assuming we have found our place somehow amid the myriad other unnamed specks with whom we share existence and the next breath, next new day. And he, in his somewhere, some other sort of time, sun then and there, that we can scarcely fathom, much less see, from where, immense, impassable, and free of all constraint, save his own perfect will, he orders every moment so to fill the vast creation with himself. And no stands as a door between, through which we go, or not, as he reveals himself, extends his hand, and bids us feast with him as friends and lovers. Do we know this one, or do we merely know about him? Since it's true, as we insist, that he existed, he exists, and that he says, Come unto me, then knowing him must be within our reach. For thus the prophets and the apostles teach, and saints from every age have testified of knowing him. It cannot be denied, therefore, that knowing Jesus is within our human capability. But then what does this mean? And what does it involve? And who is this to know whom men resolve with all their soul and strength? This is no doubt the most important answer to find out of all the answers we could ever learn. Precisely who is Jesus? This discern and you stand perched upon a precipice where your next step will yield eternal bliss or cast you to a darkness where the light of truth becomes a never-ending night of mere opinion and your cherished thoughts and hopes dissolve to little more than noughts and dashed dreams. Thus who Jesus is, and what it is to know him truly surely ought to exercise the soul's machinery day and night until rejoicing we can say, I know him 
whom I have believed, and he will keep me, that I may increasingly be made like him, washed by and carried on wave after wave of grace. So when they're gone, the days of our brief sojourn here, will rise into increasing light beyond the skies, beyond the grip of time, beyond all fear and sorrow, to a place where neither tear nor strife will know our new address. Who then is Jesus? Son of God, the Lord of men and nations, Savior of his wayward flock, for floundering sinners, lifeline, solid rock, safe shoreline, never-failing friend, plumb line of truth, eternal wisdom to define and light our way, sustaining word of power, repository of all-knowing, our good shepherd, ever-present help in time of need, reflection ever so sublime of the eternal unseen God. And yet, though close and caring, Jesus has been set on high. Rewarded for his righteous life and sin-destroying death, he, through the strife of suffering, overcame the grave and rose to bring his people life and all his foes defeat and death. He sits enthroned in light, his royal garments radiant and bright, a golden sash across his chest. He wields a scepter of uprightness, and the shields of every tribe and nation at his feet lay gathered. All throughout his throne room, sweet smells swirl, while, like the morning mist that shrouds a mountain, majesty clings to him. Crowds of angels and departed saints surround his throne, and glad refrains of praise abound from every quarter. Lightning flashes from his eyes, revealing things that are to come, and from his mouth a two-edged sword declares his will, sustains and guides the worlds, and spares no man the implications of his might. No darkness can survive his presence. Light flows from him like a river, filling all space, bathing every creature, great and small, creating each new moment, forged within the mystery of his being, and set a spin to part the eternal veil and vivify the worlds. Yes, Jesus is the Lord of sky and earth, sea, forest, and the deepest space, all space and time, all time, and in his face a dazzle with eternal glory. You might see faint outlines of your own face, too, as he his visage sees in yours. For this is what it is to know the wonder, bliss, and certainty of knowing him. You grow in him, like him, by him, so that he can show himself in you. And as this happens, you will know you know him, as will others, too. Then nothing in this world will ever be the same or trivial as you start to see through his eyes, as if seated on his throne with him, your life, your time, and all you own and are, as gifts and opportunities to love and serve your neighbor and to please and glorify your king. Then doubts dissolve, and in your soul a holy new resolve takes root that you will live for him henceforth and that esteeming him of greater worth than anything and everything you vow that you will dedicate yourself from now on to delighting in him gazing at him doing all his perfect will and that you will eradicate despise and hate all sin all lies and every reprobate desire that threatens to impede or to obstruct his fellowship with you and you will know him then that concludes Volume 18 of the Inverse Theology Project. Visit our website, www.ialba.org, 
to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. You can review all the previous issues of the Inverse Theology Project by going to the website, clicking the Resources tab, then clicking the Inverse Theology Masthead. Volume 19 of the Inverse Theology Project begins with the next installment of the story, our blank verse rendering of the four Gospels blended into a single narrative. Until then, for the Fellowship of Alba and the Inverse Theology Project, this is TM Moore.